Hello, and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. As an empowerment consultant, author, and international speaker, it is my heart's desire to help you define and refine your best self. Ditch the senseless hustle you deal with, find your focus, and ultimately build a life you are fired up to live out loud on purpose and on your own terms. Lioness, put your seatbelt on if you dare. Get ready to fill your soul tank with weekly affirmations, take your life to 11 with each thought-provoking moment, and spark that beautiful flame of inspiration by listening to the Moxie Chats with magnificent women sharing their signature sass, Moxie, and fire. Are you ready to open, ignite, and nurture your mind, heart, and soul? Grab your favorite beverage and let's do this. Today's guest is Molly McKinley, CEO of Intentionalities. Molly has been on the show before, so you probably recognize her name. However, CEO was not her title last time we chatted on the show. So much has happened since then. However, the core of who she is remains the same. Molly is an expert at connecting the dots. A serial entrepreneur, public relations maven, and integrated marketing strategist with over 25 years of experience launching new products and brands. Her passion lies in finding hidden connections between people and experiences and helping to amplify those relationships to drive success. She counts Adobe, AdWorks, First, Happykins, IBM, Lucky Bug, and Wake Radiology among her past projects. Wowza, Molly. Her fluency in design as well as technology puts her in a sweet spot, but she remains driven by the insatiable desire to deliver remarkable customer experiences. In 2017, she was named an Inman Influencer, was identified as the top 100 influencers in real estate, and was recently chosen to participate in the North Carolina Idea Labs program. So much fun. Okay, during our chat, we talk about her crossover into full-time entrepreneurship, the margin, the beautiful margin she has created to reconnect with what matters most to her, and we tease a bit about how we are cooking up something collaborative, fun projects that we're going to do together. Without further ado, here's Molly. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, Molly. I am so excited to have you here with us again. The last time you were on the show was December 10th, 2017. Can you believe it? Wow. No, I cannot believe that. <laughs> You're with a company that um, we were really working together to see if there was a fit inside the real estate space and you aren't there anymore. So guess what? Nope. Didn't work. <laughs> oh, I know. Right. I've been bumping around a bit, but you know, uh, there just comes a point in your life where, you know, you're just trying to find that fit. And I have been aggressively looking for my fit. I love that. So let's talk about what's happened since you were here last. You left corporate America. I did. <laughs> I took a plunge or a jump off the cliff, if you will. I, I am so incredibly proud of you for that decision. I mean, we've had 
a dozen at least conversations about what that would look like for you. And, you know, all of the fear, the excitement, the anxiety, like you finally decided the fear of failure is, I love how you say it. The fear of failure is less than the fear of not doing it all. Right. I'm probably butchering your fear of regret. Yeah. I mean, the fear of failure is less than the fear of regret. Yes. Um, And I do believe that with every ounce of my being, you know, and, you know, and when we jump off a cliff too, I just came to a point where I'm like, you know, I'm not just jumping. I actually have that 25 years of experience Mm -hmm. that will help me fly here, you know, and just learning to trust the wings a bit. Yes. Um, Even though I don't, it, you know, the business is shifting into all different things that I didn't expect. It's still, you know, trust in the wings. Absolutely. Well, and that's one of the other things that's happened since you were here last time. We were talking about what was next for you and where you were going to go. And you were already kind of talking about wanting to do something special. You just weren't sure what that was yet. And now, since then, Intentionalities has been born. My goodness. So tell the community, what is Intentionalities? Yeah, I mean... So it, it was a dream, really. I mean, that that's the truth, is I woke up one morning and I had had a very clear, very specific vision of this box with tea, and it was surrounded by intention and delivered straight to someone's door, and I saw the, the Mandala logo. Everything was very, very clear in my dream. So I knew what I had to build. And now I'm just trying to figure out what is this business? You know, is this nurture marketing? How to nurture your people well? Um, is this intentional gifting? And I've been trying to figure that piece out for the business. Um, and I do feel like it's a yes and creating a platform for people to gift with intention by intention, whether it's peace or love or wellness or empowerment or whatever that looks like that thing you want to gift someone. But I also think with this nurture system that we have, it is a way for relationship-driven businesses to stay naturally connected to their people in a thoughtful set-it-and-forget-it way. But lately, you know, this idea that keeps coming back around is this idea of talking and teaching and training about what is actually an intention and how do I get more of that in my life? And that to me seems to be the thing that most people are really interested in. Well, I think when we really slow down and we talk about that, I think we all understand that we, we need to do it and that we, we need it. And a lot of us want it, but we're not sure how to do it. Right. And sure we could, Google it, we could read a bunch of books, we could listen to a bunch of podcasts, but wouldn't it be amazing if we could go somewhere and let somebody else who's done all the research break it down for us, right? And help us see it. You know, I, uh, last week, earlier this week, who knows, time flies so quickly. I, one of my moxie affirmations was around looking at your reflection and, and loving her for who she is. And not only seeing her for what she visually looks like, but for what's inside, you know, the values we carry with us and, and what we bring in, into our communities, into the world. And it's so interesting. Whenever I talk about things that have to do with loving ourselves, there are so many more comments that are hidden 
in the direct messages or in a text mm-hmm. then flow into the comments section, right? That it's, when it's, you know, be feisty and fierce and live your purpose out loud, everyone's like, yeah, leaving comments. But when it is this slow down and care for myself and love me and intentionally pay attention <laughs> to, to what I'm saying to myself, it really is, it, it feels harder than everything else. I know. I think it's hard by design though, because if it was easy, it would, you know, it's the ultimate aim, right? To know thyself deeply, right? And if that was easy work, I don't know, you know, the last 12 years, you know, I've had a very dedicated yoga practice. This past year for me has been transformational because I went and did very, very deep studying with my 500 hour training. And you know, this is that work that is practice. It is a daily practice. It is not something that can just happen on its own. It takes rewiring, resetting. And, you know, we are taught to be small and we aren't. And so it's super hard work to change that language in our own bodies and minds But when we do, and when we can tap into that part of ourselves, it is magic. Yes, I completely agree. Well, and I know that you've been dreaming about some things that are around that, that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So don't miss that. Stick around with us. Uh, So a couple of other things that you have shared that you plugged back into that you have reconnected with are teaching yoga again. Mm Mm-hmm which is yeah. exciting. And I think, I, I think I saw that you were actually teaching children, like young people. I'm teaching teens. Yeah. How for this, that? Well, for that reason, Deborah, you know, if like for me, I have an interesting story, you know, having coming out um, in my, you know, late thirties, you know, being gay, which was an interesting, you know, I had to have that conversation, you know, with every single person that I met, you know, who had known me as a married straight woman. Right. So yeah. You know, the last 10 years for me have really been way out of my comfort zone. And I was able to do that because I had the depth of the yoga practice, my spiritual practice, right? And now when I look at teens, particularly, you know, teens who are high high risk and not having any kind of foundation in which to pull from, you know, I really feel like that's a population I have an obligation to serve because that yoga base is so critical of finding self-value and self-love and worth so that teens can deal with all of the the stress and the struggle of just even being comfortable in their own skin. And if I can help even one person in that regard, I feel like I'm doing good work. Um, You know, I used to teach, gosh, when my kids were babies, I I taught like five times a week or something. It was a lot of classes and I taught kids. um, And then I got away from it because I was, as soon as I went back to work, I, you know, was rushing to my yoga class and, you know, rushing, rushing, rushing. I'm like, I am not present for my students. Mm. So I went back to be a student again. And so I feel like I'm ready to teach. Well, and I I think that that speaks to also to knowing yourself, right? Knowing when you need to be the student and when you're ready to be the teacher and that it, it isn't you arrive and you no longer have to be the student. It is a lifelong cycle and that's so beautiful. That's something that I always love talking with you about because it reminds me too, right? Being somebody who is a, an empower of others, a, a guide. I, I'm more of a guide than a teacher, I really think. I'm 
I guide them through the self-work they need to do, right? Because I can't really do it for them. I can share some formulas and things, but mainly it's that empowering guide. And I forget sometimes that part of my responsibility is to make sure I am always in learning mode, in growth mode. It's huge. It's huge. So you also started a podcast. I did. Yeah. You know, and the podcast for me really is a passion project. You know, one of the things that I got to do with the other businesses that I helped grow is to tell other people's stories. And, you know, I am passionate about people. I, I, and I really am. And, and so for me, this gave me a chance to have continue those conversations. And so my podcast afternoon tea is for women in business. And it really is this conversation about what makes us uniquely equipped to better serve our customers and our communities well and why we decided to get into business and just really trying to create a community of like-minded women who see the big picture, who are ready to really truly link arms and grow you know, women businesses intentionally. That's really inspiring to me. Absolutely. Well, and a lot of your guests so far are part of the Woman Up community with us, right? And that is, for those of you who have not heard me talk about that before, the Woman Up initiative is, is something that actually turned into a movement now that Molly and I are so blessed to be part of with the California Association of Realtors and Sarah Sudachan and Leslie Appleton Young and all of the amazing women like Sherry Chris and, mm. and CEOs like Tammy Bennell as well, who have really helped from a very high level, a very servant leader role in this industry, really giving back, reaching a hand back, helping the next generation forward. And it's been such a fun journey. And to see these women blossom, right? To see, wow, I can use my feminine energy in my business. And it isn't a bad thing to have an emotion. (laughs) That's it, right? I mean, like we were having this conversation earlier and we, well, we often have this conversation, you know, about, you know, this whole framework for what we're talking about is actually now wrapped up in like very, um, you know, masculine terminology of um, emotional intelligence, right? But that is really just code word for all of the things that women typically do very well. We listen well, we listen deeply, we care deeply, and then we respond accordingly, right? And now that's just packaged or rebranded in a way that people are interested in because it has a label. (laughs) Right. But reclaiming these things, right, and allowing these best parts of ourselves, our intuition, right, our inner voice to be present and part of the business conversation because that's our best parts. And if we aren't bringing our best parts to the table, then what is showing up? Right. Right. You can't change the world when you're not being your best self. And I think we're all sort of bound by this this vision of what can we do to change? Absolutely. Well, and I, I believe that is why, you know, God has brought us into this same space is because you really truly have shown not only through what you've done, but how you do teach others to take what it is that is on my heart to teach, right? How to 
uncover that best version of who you are, how to really go through steps that say, oh, that's how you do it. (laughs) That's how you define a value or that's how you feel less of a cranky pants every day, (laughs) right? This is how you do that. And then you take this beautiful whole person and help them figure out how to build an intentional business based on that best version of themselves. And I believe that is what the world is craving. At the very least, the visionaries, right? Those who are looking for the next thing and want to be at the forefront of what intentional business looks like. I agree. I I think that there's a number of people who are starting to wake up. And those are my people, you know, and I mean, I've done a lot of studying. I mean, I have had a committed practice, you know, this is, I'm not inventing something new here. I have just been taught something that now I'm able to teach. And what I've been taught is the very ancient art and practice of yoga. But I can also apply that into the business world because that's where my passion lies. And yoga is not just on the mat. That's the least important part of the eight-limbed path. The yoga happens outside of a yoga studio. And that's really compelling to me. That's beautiful. Well, and you have also woven in with intentional business, you are also weaving in the beautiful art form of tea. Yeah, And it is an art form and in particular how you have started to open your circles eyes around how we can actually take having tea to this beautiful intentional ritual actually where it's not throwing a tea bag in a cup of hot water. There actually is an entire process that you go through. So I, I'd asked you this before, and I'm super excited for everyone to hear this because I love your technique of using the mortar and pestle. Mm -hmm. And so would you share that with the listeners on how you use loose tea in that process? Absolutely. You know, and and here again, just again, this is not something that I'm creating, right? The, the tea service of the Japanese or the Chinese tea service, this was invented by monks, right? The root of ritual is spiritual. I mean, it's part of a practice, right? So I'm just remembering this stuff, right? Pulling this out of the the vaults, if you will. But the way that I like to prepare my tea, and and especially I think CBD is a brilliant um, plant that is coming back into fashion and teaching people like the power of plants. Yes. Even like understanding with herbal teas that how you mix and what you mix has different properties to help you manifest and be intentional, right? So with my particular teas, you know, I was very, very specific about what goes in them and why, right? And this sort of blend. And that's why they're intentional teas, right? I mean, it's based on the intention. So the ingredients correspond. Yes. But I like to take the, the loose leaf material, whatever that is, and pour a little bit in my mortar and take the pestle and and grind. Because when you're grinding the herbs, you're actually starting to break down and make it more susceptible for the infusion of the of the boiling water. So it's it's with purpose, right? You're preparing your leaves. But again, where this becomes artful or meaningful is while you're doing that motion of the grinding the leaves and releasing the properties, 
to be even thinking about what it is that you're trying to release and to manifest in your own life, right? Like taking a moment to bring that into the forefront of your mind. Um, you know, if you're, if you're trying to release something, you know, like you can go counterclockwise, that's sort of the, the ancient yes. way of release. If you're trying to manifest or bring into your life, you can, you can grind clockwise. And I mean, like that comes back to this idea of yoga and mudra, right? Where every single thing has a purpose. If you touch your thumb and your forefinger, it means something different than if you touch your thumb and your middle finger, right? And the more knowledge you have about these tiny micro movements of intention, you're helping bring that focus, that presence, that awareness into that moment. And instead of just being asleep and a zombie, or in your phone and half baking and half doing everything to become so purposeful allows you to become present. And that is what we are missing in our society now, true and active presence. But then you, after you take your grind, your tea, however you you put it in your thing, you steep. And then while that tea is steeping, just sit and to pause in that moment with the eyes closed Allowing, you know, the intention that is infusing out of the herbs, you know, to, to infuse in your own mind, and then you're sipping and you're nurturing yourself. And that is why tea for me, right? Yeah. Because that is, you're doing all of those things with just one tiny teacup. So, yes. Well, and, and I believe, so I'm listening to you and my, my eyes are closed. For those of you listening to the podcast, my eyes are closed as I'm listening to her and I'm thinking this is, that is at its purest form for me is being able to close my eyes and be in a moment, right? Not, not even looking around me, but really just closing my eyes and hearing the words that you're speaking kind of flowing together and weaving with the thoughts in my mind, as you're saying that, like the, my mind's eye seeing the, whatever the herbs are. And we are cooking up some fun things together. We are creating some fun things around empowering women, not only in the Woman Up community, but in our businesses together and separately. And when you sent me the little sample of empowerment tea, I, I remember just even opening that little container and looking inside at all of the elements that were inside there, right? Yeah. It, it was like Christmas morning, <laughs> Like, ooh, what's that? You know, what's that in there? Well, <laughs> and that I think- tea is totally inspired by you. Even the copper color of the tea, you know, it is a hundred percent you. And and I think that that is, we all need to find our tea, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the tea for the season that you're in? And what I love about intentionalities, the tea itself, is that it is so beautiful to experience. Like visually it's beautiful when it steeps. It is all of them are all different colors and they're all gorgeous. Right. And you know, I, I've been a lover of loose tea for many, many years, but I never really slowed down to pay attention to it like I do now. And I'm not, it could be age, right? Where I'm, I want to be more intentional with how I'm experiencing it. But I, I used to just kind of go in with my little scooper and pop it in there and put it in. And cause I liked the way it tasted better, not because I experienced it in a different way. And that's the beauty of the box that arrives, the intentionalities box, right? That there's the teaches me, this is an experience. This isn't merely a drink. 
that's going to nourish you and hydrate you and, and bring you an, an intention to life because you're taking a moment, but that it actually the whole kit, the candle. I know, well, I, I agree. I mean, I, I see that too. I mean, it's so close to my heart. I think it's a beautiful, easy ritual for people to incorporate into their day. And that is the reason why even the, you know, the idea of afternoon tea was originally, you know, started to satisfy hunger but our world and each other, like we're hungry for community. We are hungry for something deeper, something more. And that I feel in my bones. And so that is what I'm trying to help people satisfy that craving. You are perfectly suited for that role in our lives, in, in your circle, in your Lioness Pride. We all look to you for that. I mean, I've seen a transformation in you and your energy in the years I've known you. Right. And that speaks volumes to the time you've invested in your yoga practice and in making the choices that weren't always easy, but that you knew were taking you where you ultimately wanted to go. And you're not there. You're not at that ultimate space. You know, thank goodness, because then what would you do? (laughs) You know, there's always a lesson every day. And I think that that's the, the beauty of the more you step into your authentic self, the easier it is for other people to come around you and to help you and to lift you up. And if we're living outside of our authentic self, if we're living out of alignment with our values and and where we really want to, to see and be seen that we can't, we will never live that life. We will never step into that space. And the things that you are teaching people, the things that you are, you know, the product is, is one thing right, is one part of the equation. And so let's talk a little bit about this, this dream, this vision that you have about bringing more of the how-to into the community. What, what does that look like for you? I do feel like this is probably going to end up being my work, right? Is like, is it a workshop, an afternoon tea workshop where we come together and, you know, we sip and we nurture and, you know, this, this idea even for like setting a different kind of table, right? So moving out of this idea of a boardroom into a circular, you know, afternoon tea setting where we can actually have community you know, even like for me, like even imagining like all the different types of teacups in China, like every time you share a picture of a teacup, it has a story, right? And remembering that we are all little teacups and we all have our own stories and we bring something different and offer that, you know, to the table and to the experience and, you know, just creating a platform where we can have permission to that, right? And to own that, to claim that, and then truly find and then speak our voice. And that to me is the whole entire power and purpose of being intentional. And so I'm imagining a workshop that, that really talks about that, that teaches how to, and then um, is able to deliver that in a way that is experiential and then also practical to grow businesses, right? This isn't just for, for fun, right? This is because we want to be better in all aspects of our life. Um, And, and that's to me, that would be a win. I love that. And 
I know that you're going to start, you know, gathering information and, and gathering interest. So however the community can help you with that, please let me know. Yeah. For those of you who are listening, obviously connecting with Molly is going to be a big part of that. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of, you want to get on a list, mm -hmm. that kind of thing, as, as those things grow, being connected to Molly is important. And that really does weave so beautifully into some of the, the traditional questions we love to talk with. Uh, our lionesses about on the show around success, right? Mm -hmm. Really, you are really truly defining your own version of success. You are outside of where you were told you should be. Yes. <laughs> and now you are making your own path. Psst. Yes, you. Are you tired of wasting your precious time at networking events? where your ideal connections are not even in the room? Ready to crush the fear of missing out when you decline an invitation? Head on over to debertrapin.com slash mini course and sign up for my next free mini moxie course. Once you sign up, it will automatically be delivered to you on launch day 11-11. Again, visit debertrapin.com slash mini course and get ready to fire up your networking this holiday season and beyond. And now, back to our Moxilicious conversation. How would you now define yeah. success? Well, I think we've, we need to identify all of the things that we value, right? And that is not just money, right? You know, I, I have in the past liked to make a lot of money, right? I'm grateful because I have this awesome format, right? That this, which is also transformational for my life, I have to say, just being so connected to my land and nature is huge, right? So for me, success looks like I am giving and receiving, um, that my life is in balance, and that, you know, that I have an abundant amount of resources to do my highest good. That to me is what success looks like. So beautiful. I love that. Well, when you were here last time, you shared three words that described who you were in that season. And yep. so I'd love to remind you of those words and find out if anything has changed with the path. So the first word was observant, and that was, uh, you know, your heart for loving to watch and listen versus being the speaker, right? Being the one who is speaking the words that, and that you really love to learn by listening. Uh, the second word was kind, because you strive to see the goodness in everyone. Mm -hmm. And then the last word that you used was determined. And your definition of that was because you will outwork anyone and won't give up until all your goals are achieved. So what still feels like Molly and what is like, mm -mm. Mm, well, you know, gosh, that's tricky. So I think I would probably say devoted, mm. spiritual, which kind that and observate all of that is sort of baked into that. Yes. Um, and balanced. I love with, that. That's the season I'm in. You know, in the past, I have not led with my spirituality. It's just been sort of a part of who has shown up. And now that I'm creating this path for myself, it would be inauthentic to not lead with that. Yeah. Because everything for me is about that. 
Yeah. You know, that speaks directly to my heart completely. Um, I, what I, what I love about what you've just shared and in the, in the space where I have done so much work around core values and helping others really understand what that means, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. really it's, it's your true North. It's your compass. It's what helps you make decisions that feel good that are aligned with where you want to go, that it, there is a system out there called the, the Barrett value system. And the beauty of what that system is, is there, there are layers or levels of values, right? Mm-hmm. The, the foundational values, like, you know, you need clothes and <laughs> food and shelter, right? And so those are, some people in certain seasons are in that, like that is where their, their values are, are like having, food in their bellies. And then as you, as you grow in life, the the values stay very much in the same lane. They just expand. Mm -hmm. And these are expanded from where you were before. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people will say mentoring is important to them when they, when they rise to the next level, it's making a difference Mm -hmm. or affecting future generations. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's the same. Mm. But it's just expanded. Mm. So you've expanded inside your words. I think that's so beautiful. And again, weaves so beautifully into what your intention for walking away from what you had before, walking away from the financial security that came along with handcuffs. That's it. it really isn't worth it. And the, and the stress of maybe around um, the finances is so much easier to manage even <laughs> over the stress of those handcuffs and, and doing things that were totally out of alignment. And there is so much beauty in there. And, you know, one less latte a day is so worth it, right? And it's an act of faith, right? I mean, it's like you just have to lean into that trust um, that, you know, they're exactly where you should be. Yes, Amen to that. All right. I, I am super excited to hear your definition of moxie. So what does moxie <laughs> mean to you? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to disconnect the word moxie from you because you sort of embody that for me. And I don't really consider myself very moxilicious at all. That's not really my, my vibe. But with you, like moxie is the fearlessness. You know, it's that fearless, unapologetic ownership of who you are born to be. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's so beautiful. You know, one of the most interesting things, so in Vegas, you spoke a lot. You, you really kind of opened up the emotional intelligence conversation. And I, I wish we would have called it intentional business. Now, now on, on the other side From of things. this day forth, we will call- <laughs> um, Yes, but you really opened up that conversation at Inman in Vegas and then sharing part of your story from the main stage to where we are now with vision casting, amazing things that we want to do together in 2020. I think it's the perfect example of how moxie is all-encompassing, right? Moxie doesn't have to be the red hair on fire. 
It does work though. <laughs> That's a very good Silver brand. hair that is teaching <laughs> us how to step into our power in an intentional way. And I, I'm drawn to the energy that you exude, right? Just as you're drawn to the energy I emit, right? And I think that we don't have to be the same to be on the same path. And that to me is such a gift. And I don't think I, I really felt that way when I was younger, hmm. right? It was, and part of that is, you know, high school, you got your clicks. I was a blonde. I hung out with blonde girls, you know, like um, I was friends with other people, but my crew was the blondes, right? And I feel like it's such a beautiful gift as we grow older to say, what is on your heart? What is on your heart and your heart? And how do we all kind of come together at the same table over tea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. It works, right? Yeah, it does. It really does. And and our conversations over the years, whether it be via video or in person or on the phone, have always been around the table, mm-hmm. whether it's a virtual one or not, because we are we're laying it all out. We're saying, how do we, how do we take this to the next level? How do we improve this? How do we help more? How do we serve more? And the visual now of having a beautiful tea set in the middle of that, mm-hmm. right? And teaching one another how to be intentional with the sip, with mm-hmm. our speak, with the way that we intentionally connect with one another is really, I see the next season is going to be filled with that. Yeah. And, and for me, again, the part of that that makes that really, really compelling and beautiful is the permission for everybody to not just take a seat at the table, but to participate or not participate, but just being a part of the conversation, right? There's something really, really beautiful about the acceptance where everybody really is invited to join mm-hmm. as they are and where they are and who they are, you know? Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Well, before we get into the rapid fire. Oh, no. Rapid fire. (laughs) (laughs) Rapid fire. Of course. Uh, What I would love to do is kind of give a teaser of what they can expect at Woman Up because you are one of our visions when when Sarah and I were talking about what we wanted to create in, uh, in San Diego this year was a place for our introverts are ladies who don't want to be hanging out in the loud hallways and, and who didn't want to have to go to their room to get a quiet space, mm-hmm. create an introvert room. Yep. And you immediately were like, well, hey, <laughs> let's do something special in that introvert room. And so why don't you share with the listeners what you have planned, what your visions are for what they're, what they're going to experience at Woman Up? Yeah, I I love this. Um, There's that perfect break in the schedule where at the end, around that 4.30 time, you know, which is really close to afternoon tea anyway, Mm -hmm. where people can come together and talk it out, right? So, you know, when we go to these conferences and we have all of this information that is given to us, sometimes we just need a moment to absorb. And so um, I'm imagining this is a place where people can come and sip and nurture each other and just continue that conversation and be part of the conversation, right? Because so many of us, that's actually how we start to truly learn, connect, 
and have it become something that's not just something where we've been spoken to, but how do we start to bring that into our own experiences so that it becomes real? And so I'm really hoping that we have an afternoon tea ceremony or, or service, if you will, and then women have a chance to come and truly talk it out over tea. I love that. And we're also going to do an early morning tea for those who can't get in because I have a feeling that that time is going to fill up quickly. Um, But for them to come in and talk about how have they really walked through it, right? So what did they dream about last night? (laughs) You know, what did they hear about that was like so stuck in their subconscious that they dreamt about it, right? These conversations that they can have over tea in the morning, which is exciting. Yeah, I think that's great. So for all of you ladies who are planning to attend Woman Up, we will be doing a lot more promotion around that. But just know that we're going to have two beautiful tea times to share with you. And then Molly and I will also have, a, it's we're, it's still a secret because we haven't come up with all of the details yet and we don't have more to share. But when we do, we'll do another, we'll probably do a video maybe on Facebook Live or something to share what we're going to be launching at, uh, at Woman Up. And that's going to be really exciting because we're, again, something that we get to do together that is, I would love to see more and more and more collaborations born at Woman Up. We, we've seen it already. We actually have a talk, um, an interview on the first day. It's like the second or third session of two women who came as friends and left as business partners. That's amazing last year. And I love the, I love these stories, right? Where we, we walk the path together for so many years and then go, now's the time. Now's the time. So who is your Molly, right? Who is your person that you are going to step into and do greater things with? I have a feeling you're going to find her at Woman Up. So if you haven't decided to come to that in October yet, son up, lioness. Well, I mean, that's really huge though. I mean, think about that. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, you share resources, you share brain power, you share networks, you there's it just you we really are one and one does equal, you know, two plus, right? It 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 is better. Instead of everybody just trying to like struggle and strain on their own, it just makes sense to leverage each other's strengths. Yes. Well, and to your point, I mean, we were created to be in community. We were, yeah. The divine creator of everything around us is not a leaf doesn't survive without a tree and it has to go through a renewal process and the tree doesn't survive without its roots that are in the dirt that are going down to the water that are like everything is connected and we are too when andrew and i went to fiji for our honeymoon i remember one of we stayed on a little tiny island called navini and it had like 10 burres on it you could walk around it the island in less than 10 minutes (laughs) tiny little place. So you're not hiding there, right? So you're getting to know the people who work this property and the stories, you know, they all live in villages for the most part. If they don't live in the big city, they're still in the village and they have people have a role. Yeah. They, they really are valued and honored for the strengths they bring to their tribe. And it's truly a tribe living in a village. It's not what we talk about, you know, the Seth tribe. It's not the Seth tribe. It's (laughs) like living tribe. And I think we all, we're all craving that. 
And I'm so thankful that we, ha- we actually have this. We have technology that allows us to do that. We don't have to live next door to each other. We can actually live on the coasts. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're about as far apart as we can possibly be, yeah? Right, yeah. right. I think you could only maybe be down in Florida, and that would make you a little <laughs> tiny bit farther. Um, I'm thankful that you're not, though. I, I love knowing that you're in North Carolina. That's so beautiful. <sighs> okay, so are you ready for some rapid fire? Okay, I'm ready, I guess. I, I'm, okay. I feel like I've been, like, um, like stalling a little bit. <laughs> No need to stall. This is going to be fun. I promise okay. I won't make it painful. Okay. I did have to change some of them around because I knew, because I knew the answer. Okay. And it's so obvious because you'll know which ones I changed. Okay. So what is on your nightstand? Oh my gosh. Like 10 books. <laughs> 10 <laughs> books. I love it. Of course there are. You would have no idea that you love books by your background. Oh yeah. I actually, I read um, a book a week and I listen to a book a week. So I've read every book here, but I, I'll take a picture. I'll send it to you afterwards. I love it. That's yeah. great. Uh, favorite movie? Oh, gosh. My all-time favorite. Well, we were just talking about it. Some kind of wonderful. Yay. Watts. I love her. <sighs> yes. It's a girl crush we share. <laughs> okay. So favorite farm animal? Oh, gosh. I, I love a chicken. I do love a – oh, gosh. I do love a pig, too. <gasps> I don't know. I just – Hard, I don't know. right? <laughs> <laughs> but I need the chicken first, and I'm going to say it's Millie and Ms. Mills. I know, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay, biggest pet peeve? Oh, gosh. My biggest pet peeve is rudeness. Mm. Man, be nice to each other. Okay, favorite type of tea? Oh, gosh. My favorite type of tea. Oh, gosh. Herbal. Okay. What song is on repeat right now? Oh, gosh. Okay, this is a good one. It's a song. It's called Maria Sophia by Nalini. Oh, my goodness. I-N-I. Maria Sophia. Yes. Okay. My little daily ritual. It's just a very beautiful song. And um, the name Sophia actually means wisdom. And so it's uh, sort of a, it's a call for wisdom. Oh, I love that. Sophia was the name I picked in Spanish class. For my name. I had no idea that I meant wisdom. That's really interesting. Yes. (sighs) Okay. If you could be doing anything else right now, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm pretty happy right now, just as things are. Um, Anything else? You know, I am really, really um, hungry to go to Scotland. Ooh. Yeah. To to my Celtic roots. I love that. Have you watched Outlander? Uh, yes, I have. And I'm sort of obsessed with it. Oh I'm glad that I'm done with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know it's like the rose-shaped candle, right? Oh, do I want to watch another episode? I want to wait. I want to wait, but I really want to binge it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I had just done my, um, my Ancestry.com right before and found out that I'm 98% Irish, Scottish, Welsh, and English. So 98%? like- 98%? Yeah, like who, That's I've like never, read. I know, I'm like, who even, well, yes. Molly McKinley is, sounds pretty Irishy. Yeah, from Dublin, <laughs> Ohio too, right? Oh, Dublin, Ohio, that's so great. I love that. <laughs> really oh my goodness, that is so fun. All right, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Oh gosh, Ascension, I don't know. Ascension, oh, that's, that's good fun. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Oh gosh. You know, um, you know what people used to say looked like me? Mini Driver or something. People used to always say I looked like Mini Driver. And I don't know if that's true or not. Now, now that I have my gray white hair, I don't know. That's a good it's, question. It is a good one, right? It's like, hmm, who, who would you want to play you versus who would play you is probably okay, who would I want to who do right? I love gosh <laughs> you know you know I love the Outlander actress I don't even know what her name is but I was sort of in love with her um yeah she is great um maybe it could be Mary Stuart Masterson in the week oh well no I just want to marry her <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> sorry, sorry sorry it could totally be her I love that I love that <laughs> oh my goodness that is so great <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. All right. So before I say au revoir, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Certainly find me on Facebook or LinkedIn or um, Instagram, Molly McKinley. I think I'm Molly McKinley too on Insta um, and then just Molly McKinley on Facebook. And yeah, that's the best way. Yeah. I know. Uh, the, the social media, I have the love-hate with it, but, you know, for now, that's the best way. Yes. Well, and we'll drop that into the show notes so people, all they have to do is click. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure you are, Molly McKinley, too. <laughs> that sounds right. Two is my pops up. number, so here's the one, one. I'm t- oh, see, look, one, one, two. <gasps> see? Oh. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. I love you. I'm so grateful for our time together. I love every conversation we have. They are always so different. It's like another weave in our tapestry of life. And I am so honored that we are going to be doing more together and that you share time to, to share your heart with what you've got going on. And oh my goodness, where will we be in two years from now? Wow. Yeah. I am imagining some pretty amazing retreats. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for joining. I am honored to be here and thank you so much for thinking of me and for being such a a huge advocate and cheerleader. You know, it's, it's amazing. I, I cherish you. Right back at you, my friend. I really look forward to seeing the faces of the women who experience what you are putting together at Woman Up. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to hearing the feedback that you are seeking to help mm-hmm. you move forward with it, a couple of other things. I am, I'm really praying that that's for discernment and clarity around that for you, because there are so many directions that we can go yeah. as, as business owners and that the right path really just shines like a diamond for you. And I can't wait to support all of that. Eek! <laughs> I know. I love it. You know, and for me, like, it's not just, this is not just about yoga. Yoga is just the way. That's the framework. But this is bigger than that, right? It's more accessible. It's not the poses, you know? So I, I do want people to change their mindset with what they think about what they think they know about it, you know? I love that. And on that, I say, Mwah. Thank you for joining me today for a divine dose of truth wrapped in grace with sides of sass, moxie, and fire. Want more information on what we talked about today? You'll find the show notes and links over on my website, debratraven.com. Search the podcast title and voila!
If you enjoyed the show today, please hit subscribe, click those stars to rate me, and leave a review. Oh, and don't keep the show a secret. Pretty please, share it with your friends too, okay? Lioness, I am praying you enjoy living your best life out loud, on purpose, and on your own terms. As always, keep your eyes open for moments you can engage, elevate, and empower your world.